Nerd is a new bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Yep. And Eli, I want to tell you, happy St. Patrick's Day. That just passed whenever. Well, top of the morning to you. Top, exactly. Uh, we'll play House of Pain at the end of it or something. <laughs> Jump around. <laughs> now, the reason, even though St. Patrick's Day was, I guess, the 17th or something, I just Googled it real quick. Yeah, that shit was last week. <laughs> it was last week. Well, in my town, we just had the parade Saturday. So I guess oh, we're yeah? behind the time. So I guess, yeah. So had a bunch of black people running around in green outfits, drinking green beer, eating green food, shitting green shit, you know, the next day. So I guess it was a glorious time I had to work that day. But, hey, it was pretty cool. So, uh, so Eli, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get, like, do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Uh, not at all. Really? No. Any reason why not? Uh, well, for one thing, I don't drink, so so like so that's one reason. That would be one another reason. reason. I used to work at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? Like uh, I don't know, like so PTSD I, from. <laughs> yeah, I've had to work, and the St. Patty's Day parade went right in front of our bar. So yeah, for many years, a good decade, St. Patty's Day sucked. <laughs> okay, so you couldn't do it. I was just and, trying to and, make and sure. they all went out and my bar my bar was like a club too. So they had a stage and there was bands that could play. So and of course every St. Patty's Day, the bar would book all the shittiest cover bands and and I'd be stuck there all day, you know, have to work the parade early in the morning, you know, and then, you know, stay there all day while the drunks listen to, you know, watch white people dance to play that funky music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Or House uh, of Pain. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Brick House. Yeah, it's, there's nothing sadder than a bunch of drunk white people dancing to Brick House. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny, me personally. <laughs> but yeah. I was just, I was just wondering that because I just want to make sure if you didn't uh, associate, you know, you know, if you didn't celebrate St. Patrick's Day because you was woke. 
you know. Oh, because it's called cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. Sure, I'll it. do it. Yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> I want to be woke. <laughs> exactly. So you're woke. I'm glad about that. So we're getting this thing about yeah, you can, you're not allowed to celebrate other people's culture. You're not to celebrate St. Patrick's Day unless you're Irish. If you're black, you can't do that because blah blah blah. Whatever reason, you know, they give you the side eye if you're drunk as shit. You know, taking pictures of yourself wearing a green outfit. Kiss me, I'm Irish. You're like, how are you gonna do that when you don't celebrate Juneteenth? Like. This is me. I'm partying. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna party like I'm Irish on St. Patrick's Day. And guess what? We're gonna go through the same bullshit on Cinco de Mayo. Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't celebrate that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you woke, so you you don't celebrate. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna be drunk as fuck like I'm a Mexican. No <laughs> probably some bear on the floor dancing around with Tilly McCann. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna be drunk as fuck. So, and this is my thing. Like I said, we we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. We celebrate Cinco de Mayo. When people say why we don't celebrate Juneteenth, can I be honest, Eli? I don't even know what Juneteenth is. Okay, there I'm you so go. woke, man. I'm so woke. <laughs> You're so woke. <laughs> like I said, Juneteenth is coming. For those that don't know, Juneteenth is basically the first. Uh, and no, we're gonna get to the nerd tops in a second. But I'm gonna just clear up what Juneteenth is. Juneteenth. Is the emancipation basically the first the anniversary of the first state to emancipate the slaves, which is Texas? Really, Texas? Yeah, in Texas. It was, keep in mind, this was not nationwide. All slaves were not, you know, emancipated all at the same time. It was just Texas was the first one to do it, and then it kind of rolled out into other states also. Now, in my state of Mississippi, Eli, do you know when uh, slavery was abolished in Mississippi? Last week, <laughs> 2013. <laughs> really? I'm not oh. even joking. You can look this up. It was about us in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's the thing we have going now. But yeah, but the, the reason I want to get real with Juneteenth because okay, Cinco de Mayo, you get drunk. St. Patrick's Day, you get drunk. What do you do on Juneteenth? Nobody knows. <laughs> do you get drunk? I mean, is is that right to you know get drunk? We woke. Yeah. Can you be drunk and woke at the same time? Uh, I don't know, man. Ask Twitter. <laughs> I, don't, I, I guess so. I'm going to ask Twitter to see how black Twitter responds to Juneteenth, and we will move accordingly because it just feels weird. Like, everybody else just parties and have fun, but it feels like you do it on Juneteenth. It feels like you're, I don't know, betraying the holiday, something like that. You just can't have yeah. – do, do you have a cookout? Do you, do you, you know – You better find out what the rules are. You don't want to get I don't know canceled. what the rules are. I don't know how to celebrate Juneteenth, so i got to yeah, figure this out. Yeah, you got you don't want to get canceled, man. Right. <laughs> like I said, I got March, April, so I got two more months, two real months, but to figure this thing out how to celebrate Juneteenth. Don't worry, every listeners, once I figure it out, I will give you the proper rules on how to celebrate Juneteenth. So if you are supposed to get drunk as shit on that day, I will allow it that day if it's part of the rules. If not, don't do it. It's wrong. White people, if you want to celebrate Juneteenth, do it. It's not culture appropriation. Just don't show up in blackface. I feel like I have to say this every time. <laughs> oh, man. Just so I make sure I do my part. Hey, what yeah, is- that's what I, I got to do that safe shit uh, every October. <laughs> <laughs> like, please just don't do this. You can celebrate. It's okay to celebrate, you know. Well, well can I, can I, is it okay to, uh, to dress up as, like, uh, Black Panther on Halloween? <laughs> like, <laughs> just don't you can wear Black face underneath. Just yeah. don't wear Black face underneath. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> That's high quality H2O. Now, uh, next part of the news. Now, we got this. Now, 
this other thing has gone viral that I want to talk about and kind of clear up because people have seen about it but don't really know about it. And this is that uh that cable TV.com uh, advertisements been going around where they've been trying to, you know, give you a job to watch all Marvel movies. You just binge watch Marvel movies and they give you a thousand dollars. They'd be like, yeah. okay, well yeah, that sounds like easy money, you know. Hell, I I binge watched it on December, the whole thing. For oh, yeah. free. You know, so but now they're gonna pay me to do it. Sign me up. But wait, Eli, there are, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But most people don't read the fine print. Some work. It's actually some work into it. It's not just oh, I'm gonna just sit here, sit on my ass and watch movies, and that's it. No, not that easy. I actually applied for it. I'm gonna tell you the whole process of what I did to apply. Like I said, they want you to make like a short video essay. You know, explain yourself. Short video interview, explaining yourself. List your credentials, list your social media platforms, and list how many followers you have. Uh, and the thing is, most people aren't paying attention to, they're not just going to give $1,000 to everybody. They're going to give $1,000 to one person. It's a contest, but they didn't say it was a contest. Yeah. So it's whoever they pick. After they pick you, then you watch the movie. Then you have to uh, actually talk about the movies and commentate on the movies while you're watching them while you're live tweeting or live streaming, things like that. And you have to hashtag that cable network also when you're doing it. So it's not just as simple. Like I'm going to just sit up there, just watch movies and collect a thousand dollars. No, it's not like that. You're probably wanting to get picked. Yeah. Unless you're probably like a media personality, you're probably going to pass over anyway. It'll probably be like fucking Logan Paul or something. Exactly. That's what I'm going to say. Like Ninja, <laughs> you know, some shit like that, you know? So unless, unless you have that type of following, you know, you're wasting your time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Comic book bullies, geeks have, we're probably not there yet, you know. Yeah, all, all the two listeners out there. Exactly. Now, comic cast, they have a chance. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm giving get you Valiant uh, too, man. Shout exactly. out to Get Valiant. Shout out to Get Valiant has a chance. <laughs> yeah, man. Even though Marvel sucks, fuck that shit. <laughs> but Bloodshot, <laughs> Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love all these guys, but yeah, well, that's why we take shots at them all the time. Uh, I do want to say this, Adam Wade Adams, if you do win the contest, you better split that shit with us because we just gave you a shout out, so we probably the ones that got you hired. So. <laughs> Damon said, can we actually move, get into the podcast? We got a lot of shit we got to run through. Yeah, let's do it. Alright, hold on, let's see. Let's pull up these box office numbers. We need to intermission before we go to that. Okay, here we go. Uh, Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? U.S. U- I mean us. Yes, <laughs> us. <laughs> and we will talk about that in a second. Like I said, because we actually got a chance to both see the movie. Yeah, not together. Not together. Not together. Now nah, this, we would have, but we stay too far away. So we, I watched it. Eli watched it. Eli, you actually like wrote a review, or not even a review, like a like a breakdown I, of it. I, I, yeah, I wrote an analysis. I wanted to do something on it just because it's the hot shit. Okay, right so now, you didn't do a and, review, you did a critique. Yeah, I, I broke it down. Um, I was going to write a review, but already two people on Outright Geekery already wrote reviews. Right. So and they I'm always like, do okay. this shit before the movie even comes out. Like, what, how the fuck are you saying this shit? Yeah. So I was like, well, I want to get on the us train. Right. So I, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll write an analysis. So I got all artsy and pretentious and, you know. <laughs> because that's what we do. <laughs> and yeah, there you go, man. But I, like I said, I didn't read it on purpose. Now, I was going to read it after, like I said, we talked because I didn't want, you know, your opinion to influence anything I was going to say. But after we're done, I'm definitely going to go back and read. Matter of fact, you guys go and read the analysis also. It's on the Comic Book Bullies Facebook page. Click it. Read it. I'm pretty sure Eli got some insights on it. 
You will know yeah. because you're going to talk about it right now. We will talk well, about a, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's it is just an insight into the underlying subtext of the movie, which I observed. My observation. It does not reflect my opinion on the movie at all. Right. So two different things. Two different yeah. things. So. <laughs> But we will get to us in a second. We're going to go down and listen and see what other movies we have on there. Uh, number two, we have Captain Marvel. Uh, number three, we have Wonder Park, whatever the fuck that is. Number know. four, Five Feet Apart. Uh, number five, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Uh, number six, Tyler Perry's A Madea Funeral. Eli Drop the Ball, you still haven't seen that yet. I, Where I'm is not... my critique on that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Since you're so woke. <laughs> uh, that's cultural appropriation i can't go to see that not if there's a powwow in it <laughs> <laughs> is there a powwow in it i don't know <laughs> uh no but if six, i go see it and there's no powwow in it i'm gonna be pissed. then that's cultural appropriation right <laughs> sometimes you gotta roll the dice uh number seven we have no manchester frida two uh number eight gloria bell number nine the lego movie two the second part and number 10, Alita Battle Angel. Okay. Right. You know what I noticed? What's that? I went and bought a can of Arizona iced tea the other day. Oh, that shit's delicious. And it was a ba- Battle Angel was on it. What? And it had a picture of her and shit. Like, I guess Arizona iced tea got a Battle Angel endorsement. Well, that's pretty damn good. Here's my yeah. thing. What happened to all the licensed video games attachments used to go with these, these movies? I don't know. There used to be nothing. Every time a movie came out that was sci-fi, something like that, there was a shitty video game that came with it. Now you yeah. don't see that stuff anymore. Nah, man. Yeah, because I remember renting the Thor game back in right. It back took them like in the two day, weeks. Has it been ten years? Holy shit! God damn it! Yeah, all those for, all those Phase One movies had a video game to it. Captain yeah. America had one. Hulk had one. Yeah. Uh, actually, Captain America one was actually pretty fun. I didn't play that. I rented the Thor game though. Yeah, Incredible Hulk had one. Iron Man had one. Oh, mm-hmm. that game sucked. I didn't play that either. IGN had their review on there. This game is the reason Tony Stark drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but no Battle Angel Alita. You think that would be a shoe in? You you shit out a crappy game, give you two weeks to do it, cash in on it, and there you go. Yeah, I mean, but, I remember those days. You know, my my kid would see a movie. You know, I want to play the game like Tron. I had to buy the shitty Tron game and. Right, because it didn't matter how bad the game was. Remember the Matrix games? Matrix Revolution? Oh, yeah. I did. Those games fucking sucked. Everybody played them. And I just played and watched good. the movies and shit. There was yeah. like extra scenes in the movies. Right. They, they had like <laughs> deleted scenes that were in there, gave you more insight of it. But people just swore up and down those games were good. Those games fucking sucked. You don't believe me? Go on YouTube right now and Google those games and look at them. You'll be like, oh, damn, that game did suck. Yeah, they just shitty Max Payne knockoffs. Exactly. So that's all they were. <laughs> Uh, before we get to us, I do want to talk about Captain Marvel. I'm actually uh, throwing a Hail Mary, and I'm just going to throw a, a quick topic I just saw earlier, Eli. I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. So, Comic Book Resources, which is another, I guess, a rival website to us. Not really, because we don't really rival them. <laughs> but uh, they put out an article basically saying, I didn't click it, I just saw the clickbait on it, basically saying that Captain Marvel should be gay, you know, to further, you know, add to diversity and bullshit like that. To be woke. To be more, yeah, the more woke guy. They used to say go woke, go broke. But she's about to be a, a billion-dollar franchise. So I mean, she can't, can't go broke if you woke now. So, yeah, she's already a white woman. I didn't say they're making a gay white woman. They're saying they should put out a petition to make her gay. But, Eli, here's my thing. Wasn't she already gay? I don't know. Was she? I don't know. 
You didn't you didn't get that I don't know context clues from there from watching the movie? Nah, man, I don't. Was that the only one? Because I was going to bring it up in our actual official review, but we talked about so much about the movie, I, that kind of slipped past my mind. But watching that movie, I did get a hint that the movie was trying to imply or suggest that she was gay. Yeah, I didn't look that hard. Oh, you're <laughs> killing me. Okay, let me it's break it down. It's a Disney movie, man. <laughs> they, have, they have gay character Jafar from Aladdin. Was... I. I, he was gay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been, but I know people will say it is. Like, but anyway, here's my thing. Now, like I said, you see uh, Monica showing pictures of Auntie Carol, you know, and they're all in Christmas. They're all in birthday parties. They're all going go-karting. And I'm just like, that is peculiar. I'll put it like that. It, re- it reminded me of, okay, you know how you know in family dinners and Thanksgiving you have that one aunt, the single aunt that always bring her best friend to Thanksgiving? Uh, me, not me personally. But not I, you personally, but uh, you've you've seen family dinners or you've heard about family dinners where that happens. Yeah, I, I think I've seen like, yeah, a, a sitcom or two. Right, a sitcom <laughs> or two that happens. Table for five or table of, what's that show called? Uh, Party of five. Party of fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of those stories like that, but it's like you don't, nobody really says it. It's just like that elephant in the room, but we're just going to ignore it for right now. That's what that, that's what that felt like to me. Like it's there, but we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. Okay. Okay, man. That's I am, I'm woke, man. I, you're you're I, the woke I'm, one. You're the woke one of the <laughs> comic book bullies. You know? <laughs> you're too woke for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm sitting there, even the first time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, okay, is the movie going to do anything to make us think that she's not gay? Are they going to have, like, a, a male love interest pop up anywhere in the past, anything like that? Nope. Didn't you say that church, that last week you were saying Thor was trying to fuck her? Yeah, Thor was trying to, you can, you can still want to fuck a gay chick. <laughs> okay. Wait, can I say that on this podcast? I guess I can. Uh, Ryan, delete that if it's too much. <laughs> Yeah, but you can still want to. I mean, like I said, it happens all the time, but that didn't mean she want to fuck him. So, I man, she already wasn't impressed by his I, I, guess, I just thought that last week, I thought that was going to be the thing, that Thor and Captain Marvel were going to be a Now, you know, if, a if that's the narrative, if that happens, then it just completely destroys my narrative I just had right then. And I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. like if they kill Thanos and they just, you know, go at each other right there in the middle of the universe, okay, then my theory is out the window. But if they don't, eh. He might be because she already wasn't impressed by his hammer. Her and Hella. There you go. There you go. <laughs> like, Thor, you're not my type, but her, on the other hand. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's my only thing I was thinking about that. It was just like people were saying that, you know, Captain Marvel should be gay. And I'm like, well, she might have been. But at the same time, I don't, I personally feel, and I think I'm putting my personal agenda in this, I don't think stuff like that should be announced. If that's her business, that's her business. Yeah. Like, what difference make if she's gay? Is they going to make her whoop Thanos' ass any less if she is? Or more? I think there's a representation thing going on. Okay, they, I get they, you. They, they want to claim. Then they then the gay population can claim them. You know, That's they true. They could have uh, the first gay superhero. You know, they can hold up with a, with a pride flag or like that. I guess. But I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I, I feel like the, I, I feel like leave it open ended. Here's the thing: okay. Okay, we were just talking about community last week, right? Yeah. 
And like I said, I watched the entire thing. And you remember Dean from Community, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, like, we talked about <laughs> Dean. Now, Dean, they for like the first five seasons like that, they never really explained Dean's sexuality. It was always played for laughs, but you never really knew what was going on with him. But in season six, they flat out confirmed it then. You know, yeah, I thought they confirmed it from the get go. They never <laughs> confirmed it. It was always it was implied, but strongly <laughs> implied. <laughs> but he, he never just came out Jeff and said and it, right? Right, but he never. <laughs> he was always cross dressing. He had the hospital and Troy. He used to go at Troy all the time, also. <laughs> but they never actually came out and said it. But in season six, they confirmed it. Like, yeah, he's gay, but he was like. Uh, oh, I'm more than gay. <laughs> you know, he kept saying that, you know, like that. So I'm thinking, like, some of that stuff, some of this maybe should be left open-ended. You know, yeah. if you want Captain America to be a, uh, Marvel to be a gay character, let it be a gay character. She's not, she's not. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah. still got the CW. <laughs> right, where every character is gay. Everybody's gay. I don't, Everybody's think there's any straight, gay. I don't think there's straight people on that show. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> they need more representation of straight people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dive back in the comment Let's go to the, let's go to the review. Uh, okay, us. Let's talk about us. Ooh, this is a lot to unpack, Eli. I've been talking about this damn movie all weekend. You haven't? No, I have. I have been oh. talking about this movie all weekend. Just okay. every single thing broke down. And here's what I'm starting to realize now. Let's talk about the actual uh what people are saying online about this movie. Yeah. Let me hear. I'm hearing mixed reviews. So basically, what I'm okay. seeing, if you like the movie, you're smart. If you don't like the movie, you're dumb. That's dumb. pretty much what everybody is. That, is that what they're saying? That's what they're saying. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay, I challenge dumb. I challenged anybody <laughs> on that fucking uh idea. That, 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 I'm just saying that's what they're saying. That's the that's the whole uh spiel of what I'm getting from the internet right now. So anybody that doesn't like the movie that you get this other class, oh you just don't get it. Some kid, you just like to have some spoon fed for you. You just want to be entertained. I'm like isn't that what a movie is for? <laughs> well, I, ha- I, wrote, I wrote a film analysis to prove them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Eli, I'm going to let you go. because Okay, before, I'm gonna let you, before I let you loose and just go in again on this movie, I just want to get a disclaimer. For instance, like I said, we've been seeing all kind of analysis and think pieces already online. Let's like that. We're not here for that. Honestly, I don't give a fuck about that. You think whatever you want to about the movie. Because a lot of these fan theories you guys coming up with are full of shit. I don't know what the hell you guys think. Some of you guys are overthinking this movie. That's what I think. Not me. Go read mine. Outright Geekery. Check us out. We geek out. Clackety, clackety, clow. We geek out. (laughs) Ding. We're going to trademark something. We don't know what it is. (laughs) So Gorman can make all the money off us. (laughs) So, But what we're here for is just to actually talk about the movie. We're not going to overanalyze it or overexplain it. Or, you know, even though Eli is the woke one, you know, we're just going to just talk about the movie. I can't. I can. I know know you can. I can totally bust the shit open. Right. And the reason I brought you in, Eli, because this movie is more your wheelhouse. Now, this is like a horror movie. I'm gonna leave it up to you whether or not you consider a horror movie now, but I'm just saying it's that type, it's in that genre that is kind of outside my wheelhouse. And since that's your thing, I know you are gonna have more insight on this movie than I did. You know. Okay. So I'm gonna just let you give it to me, your thoughts on it, or or whatever you think about the movie, and just you know, just just let it rip. Okay. Well, I liked it, but not as much as everybody else does. Okay. Like I thought it was okay. You know, you know, because leading up to it, you know, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, us, and, you know, and all weekend I've been hearing everybody rave about how great it was. 
Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was that good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had a good time watching it. I saw it with a hype-ass crowd. The theater was packed. They were fucking laughing. It was a lot of fun. But I kind of felt it kind of – the third act kind of fell apart. You know? Okay. Um, I felt that as a horror movie, they could have pushed it a little more. Um, okay. But other than that, I did have a good time watching it. I don't think I need to see it again. It didn't have the same impact as Get Out did. You know, um, the same what the fuck moment in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, holy shit, you know, that came from out of nowhere. And this movie just like, oh, okay, all right. You know, um, that was about it. It didn't have that same impact that Get Out did, which I guess – for me, maybe maybe the movie was overhyped mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, so that kind of was a little disappointing. But I guess the movie works. For me, the movie um, the movie is more of a political statement. And that's a th- I hear all this shit about, oh, it's, it doesn't really have much commentary. You know, it's not in your face. And for me, yeah, it was. To yeah. me, this was more of a political statement and less of a movie. You know, <laughs> I got you. Um, yeah, it was more where, of a metaphor than actual like plot and things like that. Yes, and yeah, if and I can, I can go on and on about all the political statements it made. I wrote a piece on it. <laughs> go check it out on that right geekery about all the references and the you know the subtext that's going on in the film. But as a movie, I thought it was just okay. You know, as the plot and the storyline, the tension, um, I felt it was a. It, took, it was a slow burn, and then the second act blew up, and I was into it. But then when we got to the third act, the steam was let was let out a little bit. You know, the tension kind of waned okay. towards the end. Um, so I don't know how how far you want to go. Do you want to take over here? Or? <laughs> Wait, I mean, can you give me a score? I'll give it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Kevin give it a black three, Twitter's listening. Be careful. Three three point eight out of five. It's not quite amazing, but it's not. It's better than average, but not great. Okay. You know? Which is uh, it's it's that's hard to, you know, in, in on the internet when everything's awesome or sucks. Right. Everything's binary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, ones and zeros. But so. It's 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 a it's not it's more towards good and less towards suck. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, but you're still giving the passing score overall. Yeah, I mean, okay. I had a good time watching it. Like I said, um, but as a horror fan, it was a little disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. and I and I and and as far as like not getting it, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, I get it. I totally get the fucking movie. You know, okay. I mean, it, it, I was not confused. I was right there along the way, like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> so. Um, I mean, uh, acting, I thought the acting was cool. Um, mm-hmm. especially the daughter, like her doppelganger. Yeah. Creepy as fuck. She, she was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and of course the dad, you know, M'Baku. Yeah. Uh, Winston Duke, is that his name? He, he was funny. Yeah. I, mean, I think he, he just did it be comic. But I mean, pretty much dads in all these movies, pretty much a dumbass or so. Yeah. yeah. And he's basically the audience. He represents the audience reacting to everything. Right. You know, so, um, but yeah, like I said, it was okay. I liked it, but not as much as everyone saying how great it is, you know. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, my analysis of it is you didn't get it, Eli. <laughs> <You> didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, actually, I damn near agree with everything you just said. 
Okay. Be honest with you. I know you expect me to come in here and just rant. Oh, it's a six point five out of ten. Jordan Peele. Oh. Like <laughs> no, it's, it was it was a good movie. Uh, overall, I mean, pretty much agree with what you said on it. That I felt like it was an entertaining movie. It wasn't like it wasn't Get Out to me. Like Get Out, honestly, I felt was a five out of five movie to me, where it just hit all those beats. Was a cultural phenomenon and deserved all the praise it got. This movie, plot wise, felt kind of sloppy. It didn't feel as 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 tight as Get Out did. It felt kind of sloppy. I guess because he wanted to make it open open ended, but at the same time, it felt like you had to take too many leaps of logic to get to where he wanted you to go. And for me, it took me out of the movie to do that. Overall, it was still entertaining. I did like I said, I'm not a horror guy, but I felt like. Jordan Peele making this movie, he set out to make a more traditional horror movie than Get Out was. You know, yeah. where people kind of were confused on whether Get Out was a horror movie or not. I feel like he was trying to make a horror movie with this. He was making, he would had horror movie tropes in here. Oh yeah. You know, uh, the the glove. You could say that's from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, uh, the little boy, the the mom's little boy was named Jason. We had a fucked yeah. up face, you know. All the, this stuff is homage. The to twins, the, yeah. The, the, the twins the from The Shining, the right? The Shining, yeah. right? They're not from The Shining, but they, you know, they were from The Shining. Uh, do you know those twins were on with the uh, uh, the little girl from well, Jennifer Aniston's daughter on Friends? No, I did not know that. <laughs> I, I found that out today. Yeah, so we're, we're all going had, to hell. Yeah, and had Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric's uh, Super Awesome Show or whatever. Never seen it. But, oh really? It was on Adult Swim, fucking oh. stupid comedy shit. You okay. Know. <laughs> even, even towards the third act, I think the third act almost damn it almost turned to a zombie movie. And that's what I'm saying. And that, you know, the third act, once the movie left the confines of the house, right. that's where it started to lose the steam. Like it didn't know where it wanted to go. Yeah, like I felt it was strongest when the 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 the, the clones showed up, and yeah. you didn't you didn't know what was going on, and then. You know, you weren't you weren't just weren't sure. You know what I'm saying? There was that build up, that tension. You mm -hmm. know, going into that part, and then they attack, and all the shits going on, and then when you get to the the other family's house, his buddy's house, right? And then their doppelgangers show up, and you're like, okay, what the fuck is this? Some invasion of the body snatcher shit? Then right. and then that whole scene, that scene where they get killed, that was probably my favorite part. And then once they leave that the house and then it's on uh, this global scale mm -hmm. i'm like okay this is a zombie is this a zombie apocalypse now right because if then it lacked if, if that's what they were going for that then it lacked that epic scale you know that yeah. global you know scope that it needed for a zombie movie you know what right. i'm saying so and that's where that's where for me that's where it started to you know the, the tension started to drain a little bit for me and i'm like oh okay you know. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Like we're not gonna get into spoil. I don't think we. I don't think we spoiled anything yet. But let me ask you this: the twist at the end of the movie. Did you see that coming? I, I, not really. Okay. But by that time, I didn't really care. I'm like, oh, okay. You know. <laughs> I mean, because honestly, it, the twist to me, it made me rethink the whole thing on a city movie. Because after I rethought about it, I was like, oh, that's why this happened. Oh, that's why they didn't do that. It, 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 it you know, painted. Uh, Painted a different picture in the movie for me. I thought it was a pretty interesting twist. It made me completely think. It um, slight spoilers for anybody listening, but I'm yeah. going to say this: Jordan Peele made you root for the villain, and I Basically. thought that was pretty clever. You know, when it's all yeah. said and done to it. I mean, can we can we get into some of the themes about the movie? I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'm not going to get too woke with it. But some <laughs> of the themes we were talking about. I mean, one of the themes I like I said I hadn't read your analysis yet, but one yeah. of the clear themes in the movie was classism. 
Oh yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like it was like yeah. pretty much damn the right there in your face, you know. Yeah. We're Americans with the shadows, like you forget about them, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. The underground. I mean, it was like uh, the time machine, the Morlocks that live underground. Mm -hmm. You know that that was that was right in your face. That was definitely you know, apparent right there. Right. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, time machine classes, that was right there in your face also. But another thing that was more in your face, and it, here's the thing about this movie, it wasn't about race. I mean, you if you want to make it about race, you could, but it really wasn't about race because if the family was white, the movie would have played out the exact same way? I suppose, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a white family, you know. Right, that was right, even though they got chopped up and shit like that. I love that part. But <laughs> even though I feel like I shouldn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's the thing. But it, the fact was that the movie would have played the same way regardless of the color because the movie wasn't about race. It was about classism. And the main theme about this movie was duality. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, about how you pretty much bury yourself. Like you bury your true self down, you know, to conform yourself to society. That's what they're doing because the whole time the family was trying to conform to society. They were trying to fit into society. You know, and yeah. they, and the thing was at that dinner table was very interesting. Everything, it, it, the, the dinner table foreshadows everything that's going to happen in the movie. I, sorry, I'm about to get into spoilers now, but fucking, I'm going to go for it. Uh, like the girl, the girl says she wants to run track, but she can't do this for blah, blah, blah reasons. The mom wants to do ballet, but can't do it for such and such reasons. The boy wants to play with fire, but doesn't have to. But meanwhile, their shadow cells excel at those areas they're scared to, to do. Like the girl, like the, the girl in the regular on the surface world is scared to run track. Meanwhile, the, the shadow girl is fast as fuck and can run everywhere. Yeah, because she embraced that. They, none of the uh, none of the uh, shadow people can speak because speaking is how society connects with each other. Language is how they connect with each other. Mm -hmm. So they're more associated with not really conforming to society. They're pretty much using that. They're, they're pretty much reverting to their base state, their natural state, what they really want to do. Basically, what they want to do versus what they have to do. It's, and you can you can make it simple, good and evil, but I think good and evil is too simple of a concept. It's too childish of a concept for what they're trying to do here, yeah. because everybody's good and evil, but everybody has a yeah. good side and a bad side, and a side what they have to do versus what they want to do also, you yeah. know. And I think the movie was trying to play on that also. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting what he was, what the story he was trying to tell, and that's a universal story, nothing to do with race or even with classism. It's just the duality we just do between ourselves. We we behave this way here. We behave this way there, you know. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty interesting on a uh, good way to play. And plus, you want to get into this conspiracy theory about cloning and stuff like that. And, oh, Jordan Peele's telling us what's really going on. And we need to make sure we protect Jordan Peele before the government takes him out. Like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> You're reading a little bit too much into this. You get a little too carried away. But it's fun watching people, you know, take these conspiracy theories and put these movies. I bet you right now, Jordan Peele is somewhere reading this shit and be like, damn. I never thought of that. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, um, because for me, I thought it was a whole the movie for me was a whole statement on the dark reflection of America. You know, could back, be like so say, back, us, US, yeah. Yeah, yeah, us and US. And the and the use of color. Red, white, and blue was a constant motif in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the the kids wearing the jaw shirt, red, white, and blue. Yep. Um, the frisbee. You know, when they're on the beach, it's a red frisbee lands on a white blanket with blue polka dots. Hmm. You know, red, okay. yeah, red, white, and blue. She, you know, uh, Adelaide, the main character, she's running around, white shirt stained with blood red. She's I, running not around. That I caught. That I got. The more the movie went on, the more red she started getting on her shirt. Yeah, and against the blue sky, the bright blue sky. So, for me, 
it was like the red, white, and blue in this context was just the dark reflection of the nation, you know, of America. I mean, the doppelgangers were, you know, an allegory of the dark side of humanity, you know, and that's, that goes into like the zombie uh, genre, George because Romero. zombie movies used about classism also. Yeah, and that's what George Romero was doing in all of his zombie movies is zombies represented the dark side of man, the dark side of humanity, you know, in mm -hmm. Dawn of the Dead, we're us, they're them, or no, we're them and they're us, you know, mm -hmm. that's a line. And then the anxiety, you know, Adelaide, you know, anxiety, she had this, uh, she had, she was suffering from post-traumatic stress, you know, yeah. she had this trauma trying to get over it. Um, and basically with all the red, white, and blue and this, in this dark context that this nation has a very violent past, you know, has some, you know, all the atrocities that has been committed by this nation, mm -hmm. it still affects the, I, the I population. Was, I was wondering where you were gonna, when you, if you were going to go there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, th th that's what this, and the whole hands across America thing, mm -hmm. this, this lame attempt to unify the nation back in the eighties, right. you know, but that, that's what, you know, the anxiety, this post-traumatic stress that Adelaide was suffering that's just an allegory for, you know, the, the U.S. not dealing with its past, right. you know, its violent past. They're trying to and bury how, their past, right. Yeah, and they don't, you know, people deny it. People deny that these things, that, you know, oppression has happened and deny all the atrocities this country has committed, yet it still affects us the way anxiety does. When you get it, you know, people with anxiety and post-traumatic stress – they try to bury it. They try to hide from it. They try to, you know, lock it away. But it's still there, bubbling underneath the surface, affecting their everyday life. Yeah. And I, until, and, yeah. yeah I, until I was going to say another thing also, how people, like I said, when they go through a traumatic situation, you know, sometimes they don't come out the same person. You know, they yeah. become somebody else because that, that traumatic situation changed them so much. You could say that was a metaphor for that also. Yeah, and until you come to terms with that, until the nation comes to terms with this oppressive past, it's still going to affect what's going on today. And we feel that. I mean, I mean if you know, it affects it still affects the citizens today. We feel we still feel the pressures of right. what has happened in the past. And that that is why we are so divided, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's that's one of the things I saw in that, you know, it was that was I thought was very apparent to me. I don't know if that was intentional, but you know, I thought it was I was it was quite interesting. And yeah, the the doppelgangers were just a reflection of the nation's past. Right. You know, our our forgotten selves that coming we back, try not to, right coming back yeah. to haunt them. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. So that was interesting when he said like she like who are you? We're Americans. We're Americans, and then she gives her shackles and chains. Yeah, and she was and she was in chains the entire time in the movie. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that and they, and they they were they were a slave race yearning yeah. to be free. You know, yeah. she, you know, spoiler alert, she was trying to liberate them right. from their oppressions. They were a forgotten. I mean, you know what the fuck happened? They were a forgotten experiment or whatever. Some experiment gone wrong, or it's not really explained, but that's what it's alluded to that it was some government experiment, cloning people or whatever the fuck. Right. And they've they were kind of abandoned. They abandoned the project. And this this forgotten, you know, race of people wanted wanted freedom. <laughs> you 
you know what I mean? The disenfranchised, and you can read that as, you know, the disenfranchised, you know, that you can read that as racism or whatever, or slavery or genocide or whatever, attach it to whatever, you know, (laughs) corruption that America has done. Right. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> like I said, uh, the the discussion of the movie seems to be more engaging than the actual movie. If that makes any sense. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing is those yeah on that level it's full of all these great ideas, mm-hmm. but as a movie, right? Movie the execution you know, of the movie, right? Yeah, because when I remember watching Get Out, mm-hmm. you know, and you're watching this thing and you're sitting there thinking, what the fuck is going on? You know, what are these people doing? Right. Are they making slaves? Are they trying to, you know, give them lobotomies? You had all these theories watching this movie, and then when they finally explain it, it was for me. I didn't figure it out. It was way more fucked up than anything I was already thinking. Right. So <laughs> I yeah, was like, body oh. transplant, organ, you know, trafficking. Yeah, that's really which which is shit that happens. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but when they finally dropped it on us, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then so I'm watching this movie. And I'm thinking, okay, is it, is it, you know, is it the invasion of the body snatches? Is it cloning? Is it aliens? Is it, you know, I'm thinking all this shit. And then it said, oh yeah, it's some kind of cloning thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's what well, you kind of have. We figured out already like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, you, you okay. think it was something more than that, you know, maybe like a mirror dimension. They stepped out of the mirror and came to get them or something. Yeah. Like. I was thinking like, is it's fucking like, like a carnival of souls or. Are they going to realize that oh, the family was dead the whole time or some shit? Right. I was going. But I was here's, my, here's my thing, Eli. <laughs> Jordan Peele seems to make mo- horror movies for people that aren't into horror movies. Yeah. So I was. Yeah. So he's doing. I feel like he's doing this on purpose, where he does kind of spoon feed some shit to us. You know, like if you were like really into horror, you, some of this shit you could see a mile away. But folks that aren't into it, they yeah. don't see it. And I was just talking about that with somebody the other day. I was like. This is like a horror movie for non-horror fans. Yeah. It's like, because, it's like, like I said, the, the theater I was in, like I said, number of black people in there. You know, Black people don't do horror movies. We don't. <laughs> we go through enough stressful shit all the time, so we don't need to see more stressful shit, especially when we're the first ones to get killed in these movies anyway. So, But when we go see this movie, a lot of times that I guess other people will probably wouldn't jump at, people were jumping at every single fucking thing that was going in this movie. Like It was scaring yeah. the shit out of people. Yeah, I, I was in a theater with a lot of black folks, too. Yeah. Um, and I found myself laughing at right. a lot of shit. That, no, I found myself the only one laughing at a lot of shit. <laughs> this shit Especially is not funny, like, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> like when the dude fucking got the, the motorboat, when when the, the dad killed his, his clone on the motorboat, yeah. and all that blood, I went, oh, shit. I, like, yelled. Here's the thing. I was the, the loud theater one. covered their eyes when that happened. I, I would, I would I watch them. He covered their eyes when they happened. Like it was, it's too much for us. And then when he said, when he said the 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 hide a key or whatever, when, <laughs> when she was opening the door. Oh, that's some white people shit. <laughs> what the hell kind of white shit is? That? And I just, yeah, I think was I was, funny, the, right? I was, I think I was the only one who laughed. <laughs> because for me, that's what I was waiting for. Right. You know, when I was in the theater, when they showed up on the driveway. Mm-hmm. You know, that first shot of it when, hey, there's somebody out outside. And right. then it shows the shot of them in the driveway. I heard some dude yell out, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but for me as a horror fan, I'm like, okay, finally. Right. <laughs> this, is what I've been, this is what I've been waiting for. 
so that's the thing. So yeah, Jordan Peele. Even though I, I know Jordan Peele knows the genre back and forth, he knows this shit. But he he's he's dumbing this shit down for the audience. He really is, and he has to because it's it's accessible horror. It's accessible you know? horror. He has to because he's such a big name now. And like I said, I, I think I looked up. They said already broke a record for the most original, like the highest grossing original horror movie of all time, or some shit like that. So yeah, he has to spoon feed uh spoon feed people horror what he's doing yeah. he knows how to do this shit but he knows how to make it accessible for people and it's cool i mean as a horror fan i was getting all the references the michael jackson thriller right you know i mean for a lot of people that was probably their first in- introduction to horror you know right like jaws and on the beach yeah. i mean some of those scenes i think he even took from other horror movies you know like references things like that like uh when the when the dad was in the water and and uh, his clone jumped out and grabbed him and just stuck him in the water, that's right at Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, you know <laughs> that was totally Friday. Yeah, 13th. like I said, I'm not a horror guy, but I, I recognize that shit. Yeah, or the Lost Boys reference. The Lost Boys reference, exactly. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's throwing this stuff in, and so like it's like if you are in horror, you're gonna catch stuff. But if you're not, we're not gonna know this stuff, you know. Yeah, but maybe like I said, we said earlier, the boy's name is Jason. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there was some really cool. Like I like the originality of it. I like that he he swung for the fences. He t- he's bold enough to just take yeah. this chance. He, he's making the movie he wants to make. Yeah, and I so, appreciate that. You know. Yeah, it's just like I think towards the end it, it got away from him. You know, and you know what I mean. He he's not you know he, he's it's, it's, he's you know he, he's gonna make another masterpiece. I think he has it in him. Yeah. To, to give us that masterpiece, you know. Yeah, and it's and it's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's not like, you know, we saw Get Out and we saw the movie like, oh, this movie fucking sucked. Like, no, it's not a bad movie. It's still a good movie. Yeah. It's just not, he didn't just give us another classic, you know. It's just yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Entertaining, you know, so. It's, 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 it's his, uh, it's his Prince of Darkness. Or right. John, I'm referencing John Carpenter. You right. know, it's, it's one of his, you know, it's not bad, but it's, 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 it's not the thing or Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it, felt like, it felt like Get Out was the movie that he wanted to make all his life. And us was just like, okay, I made this movie that I've been working my life to do. Now let me just make something else. And that's what this felt like. Yeah, Get Out seemed like that, that was come that that was. Yeah, you could tell he had been thinking about that for a while. Yeah, because yeah. even in the way he was saying he like so much of that shit is his life. Like some of those scenes came from his life. You know, he, yeah. he's married to a white woman. You know, yeah. All I don't know the the woman yeah, married I, to I, is the yeah. cop on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, Gina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we all related to that. I mean, we're all, as as colored folk, we all been there, you know. Getting you know, anxiety, you in a room full of white people, that <laughs> shit is scary as fuck. I'm yeah, sorry. Right? Yeah, you you hear them say some shit, right? And you're like, hmm, should I be that guy? Right. I'd be honest with to me, that was the scariest part of the movie before the <laughs> white folks even went crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was they nailed it. I, mean, right. <laughs> I was like, damn, well, I'm I, I'm way out in the sticks. Right. <laughs> Anything could happen. There's no buses gonna come pick me up. I, I, I can't. I'm, I, I, I need a ride out of here. I don't want to go. And it better not be a cop car. Right. <laughs> Overall, did I give a score? Okay, my score, score. Uh, four out of five. I give it four okay. out of five because so, honestly, honestly, because the more because the movie sticks with you after you watch it you do sit there and you think about the themes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. And yeah. some stuff that just hit me like, oh shit. That's what he was trying to say, you know, when it hit me later on. So that's why I gave it a four out of five. Not a perfect movie, not a classic, but it's a good, solid. And I thought it was an entertaining movie also. Plus, Lapita. 
Mm-hmm. I think she needs to get, uh, get nominated for Oscar for this. Yeah, that's, that's she, that was that was some cool shit. That was cool shit. She and if there's some more, but some better performances than her this year, I want to see that shit because that was some Oscar like, nominated yeah. shit she did. And that's what I liked about it. I mean, the way the, the way they showed, they portrayed anxiety, you know, her anxiety, like how she's all this. Everyone's around you having fun, but she's still worried about some shit. Right. And just how they portrayed that in the movie, I thought that was fucking great, you know. And it just added that layer of tension. Like I'm saying, it was like building up, building up, right. you know, slowly building, and you know. And just the fact so, that she was playing the hero and the villain. Yeah. Yeah. So that and. And it, and it felt like it was two different people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I want to see what they do with that. Man, here's the thing. Lupita is, like, she played in Black Panther, directed by Ryan Cooley, made an awesome performance. Jordan Peele made an awesome performance. She's been in a Star Wars movie and pretty much was a forgettable character. Like, what the hell? <laughs> we got to do better, man. Lupita is too good for this shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, can we go on to the next thing? Sure. What is the next thing? Oh, yeah. Is- Let's talk about it. Okay. Dory the Explorer? Sure. You want to talk, talk about, about it? Now, I know you're a huge fan, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I've never seen an episode of Dory Explorer. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what channel it comes on. I don't know what the fuck it is, but apparently it's a, it's a big thing. And it's, Eli, a kid, it's a kid's show. Yeah. The kids watch it. It's a kid's show. <laughs> but here's the thing, Eli. This is how we know we're getting old. Because, okay. About 20 years ago was about when the the comic book boom started hitting, right? Yeah. But that's because that's about the time we started to become into adulthood. Well, rewind the time 20 years later, now we got a, an adult Dory the Explorer. So what did that tell you? Those kids are starting to come into adulthood now. Or starting to, you know, her fan base is starting to get older where you can make a movie like this that probably can make money. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know anything about Dory the Explorer. I do know that there was a college humor uh, YouTube parody video that came out a couple years ago. And honestly, that looked better than this movie <laughs> from the trailer. I mean, it, it, Because a lot of people didn't even believe this was a real movie. They were like, well, this is, a, this is a YouTube parody, right? Like, no, it's a real fucking movie, you know, with this girl. So, And I do want to make this. A lot of, I've seen a lot of comments about this girl. Stand down, fellas. She's 17. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> I didn't even watch the trailer, so I don't even like. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's, That's it's exactly funny. Like you've never seen an episode, and you wanted to talk about this. I do <laughs> want to talk about it because it's, it's it's interesting. This whole thing about it that they because okay, since you haven't watched the trailer, basically what they did, they turned Dory the Explorer into Lara Croft, basically. Okay. Which I've never seen it before, but I like. Is that how that works? Well, I think that well, the show is that's what she does. I mean, I, I've seen an episode or two because I have kids, you know. Okay. And, and she—that's what she does. She go walk. She runs around the woods, look finding shit. I mean, does she raid <laughs> tombs and shit? Because that's what she's doing in this trailer. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I guess. she's got a little monkey, and then they—they speak—they speak Spanish. The monkey shows Spanish. up, a, a big CGI monkey that looks fake as fuck. He's there, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it's—it looks like, but like I said, it looks like a Tomb Raider movie with Dory the Explorer here. Uh, and here's a, here's what I want to talk about the movie. The reason I want to talk about the movie because the casting of the movie. Do you know who's doing the voice of the the monkey? Eddie Murphy. No, <laughs> which would be funny. But Danny Trejo. Oh really? I guess oh, that, yeah. that makes sense. And see, here's the thing. Like if you look at the casting of the movie of Dory Explorer, pretty much everybody in the movie is Latino, you know, Hispanic. 
Yeah, that's well, because yeah, that's what they did. They spoke Spanish on the show. But this is Hollywood. They don't do that. You know, okay. they're probably hire like one Latino actress, like they did, and everybody else is a bunch of white folks. You know, that's how they normally do this. But no, they're going all out. They're trying to promote this movie. You know, uh, I even hear Spanish in the trailers, things like that. So they're promoting yeah. this movie as this is so Dora is supposed to be their Black Panther. I guess that's I what guess. it seems like. You know. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, because that, that, but that was what the show was. The show was like, like educational, and it and it spoke Spanish. Like it, they would say Spanish shit. Yeah. Spanish, you know. Yeah, so I guess it would be weird, you know, if uh, I don't know Ryan Gosling played her dad or some shit like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, but yeah, that's that would interest me. So they they're really putting money behind this, and I think that I don't know. This movie's either gonna be a huge hit or a bomb, one or the other. And it comes out this year. So, well, it's for kids. I mean, I'm sure kids. It's a kids movie. That's so why I, 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 I'm just saying. If, if, I, it, yeah. it seems like a kids movie, but she seems not like I'm not being creepy. I'm just saying she just seems a little too older to be Dora. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And so I, mean, I thought if it was for kids, maybe she would have been younger or something. You know. Well, maybe for like young, like not young kids. Maybe like like the ten to eleven to twelve crowd. Gotcha. Cause like I said, they, they the movie looks like a Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. Like if I didn't know it was Dory Explorer, I thought it was Tomb Raider three or some shit. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. We will see how Dory Explorer goes. It's interesting. I'm not gonna see the movie, but I'm curious to see what happens with those numbers. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Can we go on to the next part of the podcast? Sure. Let's talk about the video game section. Okay. So a lot of stuff happened this weekend, but I'm not going to talk about everything that happened. One thing that did happen that really caught my attention was uh, Google. Now, apparently, Eli, Google wants to kill all consoles. And <laughs> how they want to do this, they came out with this new system called the Stadia. I may be fucking the name of it. It's called the Google Stadia. So now, it's a console. It's not a console. It's not a console. It's not a console. Like I said, they're trying to kill consoles. All consoles. This is the console killer. So okay. what they're doing, Google Stadia is supposed to play like the same games that the consoles are playing. Like any game you can name, those same games are going to play them. But you can play them on any device. Any device. Computer, your cell phone, your laptop, your iPad, doesn't matter. You can play Devil May Cry 5 on your iPad. That's and what they're that, trying to do. How the fuck do I do that? So okay, controller. I'm glad you. Yes, any controller. Okay. They have a special main controller that works on Wi-Fi. That if you have it on your iPad, you can point your controller at that. If you try to switch to your cell phone, you're pointing at that, and it will play. It's just fine. It looks just like a regular Xbox controller. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, or you could just use your PS4 or your Xbox controller hooked by Bluetooth and play it that way. Whatever you want to do, it can be done. Huh. So that's what I'm saying. But 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 here's the here's the but. It's going There's to be always a but. Always a but. Always a big but. <laughs> so apparently you're going it's going to be streaming base. And that's the part that made me go, hold on. I don't know about that. So you're gonna be streaming the games to these systems. Now here's the here's the thing. PlayStation and Xbox already have streaming services. You know, they have PS now, they have Xbox uh game game live or some bullshit like that. But here's the thing, those streaming services suck. There's so much lagging in those games half the time are unplayable and 90% of Americans don't have high speed internet to even play a game like that. Mm -hmm. So, so I did the uh, dig deeper to find out what's going on. And I, 
Gomer and I had conversation about this. Gomer broke it down for me. Shout out to Gomer, uh, Comic Cast, and and this Geeks and Comics. He broke it down for me. Basically, what he's saying, but basically, is uh, Google is going to run it off a their own servers, their own clan based servers, which it's Google, so of course they have them. And apparently, their servers will be able to run these games faster than just off the regular internet, like these, like PlayStation and Xbox can. So they'll be able to stream it fast enough where there won't be any lag and you will be able to play online with other people so you can play so they're like basically inventing a separate internet no they're saying they already have okay <laughs> when like we, that like silicon valley like you ever watch that show silicon valley i, I have it i heard of it but i didn't know what yeah. it was about so it's funny it's funny as fuck but uh that's what they were trying to do okay like invent so, another internet okay so basically it's saying that google has already done this stuff years ago and they're basically running this stuff through there, so that's going to be able to play these games. So, yeah. So, like I said, if I can play Devil May Cry 5 on an iPad, why would I need an Xbox or a PlayStation? I guess. Especially if it runs the exact same way. So, no. But like I said, they're, they're prom- Google is promising us the world, but the, the, the promises they're giving us so tall, I'm just like, hold on, step back, and see what happens. You know, It's supposed to come out this year. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, How much is this shit gonna cost? <laughs> oh no, they didn't give a price. <laughs> but if you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else we got on the list? Uh, remember we talked about shitty uh, movie games coming out? Yeah. Okay, Marvel has one coming out. Shitty movie game. Yeah, shitty movie game. We never get enough of them. So apparently they, uh, apparently there is a, a Iron Man VR game coming out. Okay. We're really pushing this VR technology for some reason. Uh, the trailer starts off with Tony Stark sitting in his private jet talking to Friday. Uh, he gets attacked by some supervillain. He flies out. He tells the suit to come attached to him. The suit flies, and then you fly around, and you blow up shit and stuff like that. So pretty much your standard VR game. We don't. It looks like another shitty VR game, but who knows? Eventually, somebody's gonna make a good VR game and and you know turn the world on its ear. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Probably not this one. I haven't gotten into the whole VR and Oculus. I got like that one when I upgraded my phone like a year or two ago. They gave me those Oculus headsets mm-hmm. and shit for free with the upgrade. Yeah. Have tried to use it once, but then you got to like download all these apps and it costs shit. And like, it, yeah, it, it's it. not there yet. It's not there. Yeah. We're, we're a ways away from from VR. They're, they're really trying to push it. Yeah. I don't know. So I can like so I can go hang gliding. <laughs> like we just look around and shit you know yeah <laughs> so uh well that means they can move on to the next part of the podcast yeah let's do it okay yep. so uh this is the part where we talk about the uh where we pay the bills where we actually talk about the comic books that came out this week and uh i went digging and actually found some some good reads that i've been waiting for and it's been exciting for me uh eli i, th- I think you got more books than i do i only got a couple, only got a couple? i think you got more books, man. do i that's weird. I don't read shit. But anyway, uh, what book do I want to do first? We'll go over here. The book I want to do first is actually Justice League. Justice League I... number 20. I know I should do another book before that, but I actually kind of like this Justice League book here. Even though I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but let's do it anyway. So apparently, like I said, uh, Eli, how many known dimensions do we do we know of? 52. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, in this in this one or in this in, in, like in real life, you know. But you're asking me some comic books. <laughs> yeah, I know. Basically, we have four dimensions. You have the uh, one dimension. You have two dimensions with line. Three dimensions. What we're seeing right now. Four dimensions. Time. Blah blah. But the Justice League has traveled 
to the sixth dimension. Oh, yeah? I don't know what the fuck the sixth dimension is. I should have read the last book, but who cares? Let's keep going. Anyway, they're in, looks like the future, and they meet the future Justice League. And the Justice League is basically told them that they, you know, they've saved everything. They've stopped crime. Everything is a utopia now. The Hall of Justice is awesome. Um, Gotham City has been cleaned up. You know, Batman goes to Gotham City, but guess what? He finds out in the future, Bruce Wayne is dead. But the Batman of that future takes off his mask, and it's Dick Grayson. And Dick Grayson tells him, yeah, I carry on your legacy. Even though you died saving Gotham, you fixed Gotham, and I'm carrying your legacy to make sure everything stays the way it is. So you fixed it. Uh, we also cut to Barry and John Stewart, and basically Barry said he was able to fix it where he can travel back in time without, you know, flashpointing everything and fucked up the timeline. So he can go see his grandkids, he can go see his mom, he can go see Iris, he can do whatever the fuck he wants to, you know, because he's learned how to master speed force just that much, you know. Uh, we also cut to Martian Manhunter and Hawk Girl, and apparently they're married with a little Martian Thanagar hybrid or something. They're like a little Martian with wings and some shit, you know. But they're married and in love and shit like that, which actually Scott Snyder had already been, you know, shipping them to begin with in early in the in, uh, in the series. So watching them being married in the future is not really that surprising if you've been keeping up with the book, you know. So basically that's what it is. You know, the the uh, the Justice League are visiting the future. Everything is safe. They're telling them, they're telling them about the, basically since the multiverse is dying, they're trying to save the omniverse, which is bigger than the multiverse. And because Perpetua, this uh, evil, you know, be deity that has been going around fucking up shit, apparently she is the mother of the anti-monitor and all these other evil assholes that have been going around destroying the multiverse shit like that. She's their mother, you know, and she's coming back to destroy everything. But Lex Luthor has kidnapped her and training her to basically use her as a weapon for himself. You know, that's because he's Lex Luthor. That's what he does. Uh, and but the book ends somehow with a little baby Martian Thanagar hybrid talking to uh, Martian Manhunter and Hawk Girl, telling them you need to get out of here. Everything you think is happening isn't what's going on. And then he mind does some shit to them, and they're like, "Oh my god!" But they never explain what you know what the hell's going on. So the book ends with Superman, because like I said, I never talked about Superman in this book. He's trapped somewhere that he can't get out. And while he's trying to get out of there, the future older Superman flies down and like. Clark, we had to take you off the table for a reason. Now let's talk. And that's how the book ends. So apparently Mr. Mixio Plicknick is fucking up some shit because Lex Luthor has taken control of him also to take control of Perpetual. Try to take control I was, was going to ask about him. I was like, what's, does he got something to do with that? He does, but we don't really know what. And apparently we think that Lex Luthor has some kind of cosmic device that is controlling Mr. Mixio Plicknick, which is sending the Just League to the sixth dimension. Because he's from the fifth dimension, but they skipped over the fifth dimension. So I don't know. Uh, I thought he was from the eighth. What do I know? <laughs> well, we don't know what the eighth is. We, that, that's for next year. <laughs> so overall, pretty cool book. I didn't read the first arc of it, so I was a little lost. I probably, if I read the lost, I read the other book. I probably know. Overall, give it a three point five out of five. Uh, it seems like uh, a new creative. Scott Snyder's still there, but it seems like everybody else is kind of. It's a new creative team that's in there, so they're kind of bringing new life into the book. So we'll we'll see where it goes. So that's all I got with them. All right. Cool. All right, I will go with Bitterroot, number five. Let's do it. Written by David F. Walker, Chuck Brown, Sanford Green. Uh, art by Rico Renzi, Sanford Green, and Clayton Cowles. Out by Image. Um, I dig this book. I love this book. This whole this is the last uh, 
issue in this first story arc. And um, basically, it's uh, it, it takes place back in the early 1900s. We follow this like uh, African American family who uh, fights demons in Harlem. Uh, these demons are called Jinu. They like these monsters, these demons that possess people, feeding off a of negative energy. And uh, this family basically fights them and with like magic and like steampunk weapons and shit. It's kind of like Evil Dead, you know. So. Um, this basically is the, like I said, it's the last issue in this first story arc. Um, Harlem is under attack by a bunch of cops that got possessed by these demons. Um, you know, the, the grandma, Ma Etta, is trying to cure Berg. He's been infected. Um, the teenage girl, Blink, she's like f- battling the demon hordes. That badass uh, demon slayer from the south. His name's Ford. He arrives just in time. Um, he's helping out their uncle, his mad, he's, his magic ain't working and shit. And then last issue, the dude Colin got sucked into the demon world. So he's fighting the demons on the other side and shit, you know? And then there's these two other characters called, uh, Dr. Sylvester and Miss Night, Miss Nightdale. They're infected with another demon called Inzandus. And they're basically using those demons to fight the other demons and shit. So it's just this big final battle and shit. And it's just it's just awesome. I've been digging the story, um, and it the 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 book is it's it's full of like again full of social commentary. You know the de- it's all you know racism. The demons are the 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 the, the, the Jinu, the demons. They're basically a physical embodiment of racism. They feed off of fear and uh, and hate. You know, um, and they possess people. And then um, the uh, Dr. Sylvester and Miss Knightsdale, they're infected with these other demons called Nzandu who feed off of sorrow and anger. And so basically they're the result of racism. And that's like kind of the big statement that this book is making. Like, uh, the, you know, the ca- what, you know, fear and hate causes racism and then it causes trauma and pain. And then these two f- forces are colliding with each other. And um, and what do you do? You know, it's it just basically asks the question: what, how, how do we battle this? How do we how do we fight racism? It's kind of like the underlying theme of this book. But overall, it's 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 fun. It's it's li- like the art's really cartoony. It's it's a lot of lot of action. Um, there's a lot of p- several plot lines going on at the same time, but the writers do a good job at balancing everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I give it a five out of five. I also I was so compelled to write a review on it so go check it out on outright geekery uh bitterroot number five i've actually passed it like been sending it out hashtagging everybody tagging people in it i sent a copy or i sent one to sanford green one nice. of the uh, okay. artists and he uh he actually gave me a thumbs up nice okay <laughs> so, you're helping he us resp- get our name out there so he, he, uh, he responded to me i was like hey sanford green responded to me <laughs> <laughs> so there you go so bitterroot number five Read it. Cool. Okay. Eli recommended. So yeah. uh, next book we have is Naomi number three. A lot of people forgot this book even existed, but I wanted to keep up with it because I want to know what the fuck was going on. You know, <laughs> so basically how the book starts off, like I said, last issue, that huge uh, mechanic named D, you know, she found she found some picture with some black woman in there she want to know who is this black woman you know what like is this my mother are you my father and and d is telling her no we're no no, that's not your mother and i'm not your father 
basically i'm not even from here i'm an alien basically he tells a story of who he is and who the girl in the picture was he's like they're thanagarians you don't know who a thanagarian is they're hawk people basically hawk man hawk girl all stuff like that so they went to thanagarian army they fought like that they fell in love you know they tried to run away from because they got sick of the shit and they wanted to you know live a happy life with themselves so they tried to run away but D wasn't able to get her with us, so she got stuck wherever she was, and he got stranded on Earth, and he's just been here, just been here, just living, you know, without the love of his life, just making it. And she's like, what does that have to do with me? He's like, nothing. And she's like, but then as soon as she says that, you know, her, her adopted mom opens the garage door with the baseball bat and said, D, what are you doing here? Why? What did you tell her? And she just starts wrecking the, you know, the mechanic shop with a baseball bat just smashing everything and then start slapping the shit out of D. Now keep in mind, her mom is like small as hell. D is like 12 foot tall. She's just slapping the shit out of him. You know, and they almost freaking like, like, mom, I've never seen you do anything like that. I never even, you know, do any type of violence, stuff like that. You just go around slapping this guy and he didn't even do anything. Like he looked like he was scared of her, you know. And then the mom, you know, her adopted mom and adopted dads be like, look, it's it's time. It's time we show you, you know, what's what's really going on. We didn't lie to you, but we didn't tell you what's really going on. So they drive her to some place. Uh, the dad takes her to some like kind of deep cave. It's time. It's time for you to see this. And he pulls out this this thing, this uh, I guess this remote control, something like that. And it's a spaceship. And Naomi's like, "Oh, is that the spaceship I came in?" And the foster dad's like, "No, this spaceship I came in." And then he turns into like this crazy ass looking alien and shit like that. And that's how the book ends. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I still don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, so I got to read. Overall, cool book. Like I said, I one reason I keep reading because, like I said, the the artwork is awesome. Whoever the hell they got drawn is awesome. Uh, they're still dangling it. They're still not giving you everything they want in this book, but they do have some tie-ins from this to like Young Justice. So whatever Naomi's gonna be, they're gonna toss her in Young Justice. I already see this shit coming a mile away. Uh, overall, I'll give the book a three point five out of five. So yeah, cool. All right, I guess the. The other book I read was uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number four. Okay. And I listened to Comic Cast yesterday, and uh, they said they they right away they talked they says uh, they said it's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, and it is, I'm and interested. it is. Okay. I, yeah. So basically, it's just a day in the life of Miles Morales. He's ditching school uh, to go to go to the museum and look at some hip hop exhibit. So he's trying to, um, yeah, he's ditching school, but then the principal is trying to bust him. So it's like the principal from Ferris Bueller. He's like, you know, sneaking around trying to find Miles Morales. Miles Morales is, uh, you know, getting into, you know, getting into new adventures as a shit happens on the subway. The subway train almost crashes. He saves him. He gets to the museum. Some weird Batman-like villain called the Frost Pharaoh shows up and he fights them. You know, so all this shit's just going on, you know, during the day, ditching school. And then the, the principal is uh, trying to find him, you know, trying to catch him in the act, you know, to prove that he's been missing. You know, he's been ditching classes. He's been absent. All these absences and shit. Um, there's this really funny part towards the end when they're uh, they're trying to make it back to the dorms to, you know, to so they can say they were they were there all day. They were playing sick. Um, and it's like the, it's like a map. It's a fucking whole two page splash of the map of the city and all the cars kind of going everywhere. And it reminded me of it's totally yeah, like that scene from Ferris Bueller where he's running home and the parents are coming and 
Which you know, was was an homage in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming also. Yeah, yeah, that whole bow, bow. Matter of fact, Ferris Bueller was actually playing in the background when he was doing it, so. Yeah, bow, bow, do, 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 chick, chick, chick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was a fun book. I gave it a four out of five. Um, just, yeah, this is, I've been digging this book, the Miles Morales book. Um, yeah, four out of five. Next month, The Guns of Tombstone. So, can't wait. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, Eli, I'm going to need your help with this one. I guess this is our book of the week, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, next we're going to do is Guardians of the Galaxy number three. Well, let me say the all new, all different Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. three. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, based on how the book starts off, we got uh, Star Fox, you know, do a barrel. You know, I got to say it every time. Uh, he's pondering, you know, his dead brother, Thanos, you know, his life, and realize how he always lived in Thanos' shadow, but now he realized that the more he. You know, he's becoming Thanos because he created the Dark Guardians, you know, these crazy evil assholes, but they call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. And basically what they're doing is they're trying to find Gamora, but they can't find Gamora, but so they find the next best thing to find Gamora, which is going to be Nova, a.k.a. Dick Ryder. So <laughs> they find him, beat the shit out of Nova, but they don't want to kill Nova because they got to Oh, ask- Nova. I thought, okay, sorry. I was like Nebula. I thought I got confused with Nebula. <laughs> <laughs> Too many in, right. <laughs> so confused. But Nova, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, so it Nova. Said Nebula, Dick Rider. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yo, no. oh, wait, okay. Yeah. Maybe Nebula's a Dick Rider. We will find out in Infinity <laughs> War when she's stuck up there with Tony Stark. We don't know. Yeah, I was I was a little, yeah, sorry. Oh, no problem. <laughs> okay. So they beat the shit out of Nova. Uh, and they basically ask Nova, Nova, are you going to help us find Gamora or not? And Nova just takes off. And it's like, well, anybody going to chase after him? And even Cosmos Rider said, he's too fast even for me. None of you can catch him. But Nebula basically puts a track on him, so wherever he goes, they're going to know, you know. So we cut to the the real Guardians of the Galaxy, and basically, you know, Peter Quill is drunk off his ass, don't want to do anything, and Groot is sick of this shit, so Groot creates a mutiny. You know, you know what, I'm, and the funny thing is, like, apparently, we don't know where Richard Ryder's going, but the name of the Guardian ship now is the Ryder, which is named after Why Not the Ryder, you know, whatever. So anyway, Groot says, fuck this, I'm, I'm look at me. I'm the captain now. So he takes over the ship. He's the new commander now. <laughs> and he tells Peter Quill, uh, you go sit the fuck down. I'm going to have my second commanding officer kick you off the ship. He's like, second commanding officer? Who's your second commanding officer? He turns around. It's Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> He's like, yeah. sit down, Quill. He's like, you lucky. You got this Asgardian horse behind me. Otherwise, I kick everybody's ass in here. But anyway, he goes to his seat and sits down. Uh, and while they, oh, we also got some other bullshit where Hella goes to the negative zone, beats the shit out of Annihilus to get Thanos' head. That was my favorite part, man. I know. I kind of breezed over that because I my favorite part was was uh Beta Ray Bill bitching out Quill. That was my favorite yeah. part. Yeah, that was funny too. But yeah, but hella bitching out uh Annihilus and telling him I know when you're gonna die, how you're gonna die, where you're gonna die, all this stuff like that. That was that was pretty funny. Uh but anyway to wrap the story up, uh Groot is basically telling the new guardians where they're headed to now, how to find Gamora because Peter and Groot made a pact that they were never going to tell anybody. And so, but yeah, they know where Gamora is. She's in Half World. Half World is the planet where they created Rocket. So apparently she's looking for Rocket for something. Maybe to kill him or something? I don't know. But anyway, they're going to Half World. And obviously, Nova is going to Half World, which means the Dark Guardians are going to Half World, which means the regular Guardians are going to Half World. So, yeah, that seems like that's where everybody's going next next issue. It's like ending a true romance, yo. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, Danny Case, y'all. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. I mean, I, like I said, I've, 
never really gotten into the cosmic side of Marvel, but I, I actually went back and read some of that old, uh, well, it's not that old, it's just a few years ago, but mm-hmm. Jeff Lemire, Thanos run, and I guess Kate took it over. Yeah. Um, so just to get familiar with what's going on, it's leading up to Thanos dying and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, which is what they're dealing with in this book. But yeah, I like like there's the Dark Avengers and the the, the Good Avengers. One want to you know, uh, one group wants to kill Gamora, the other one's trying to save her. So it's yeah, it's it's fun. Now just to be on safe side, you you did read Annihilation, right? And now, oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I, listeners, I want to make a recommendation. If you're trying to get into Cosmic Marvel, start with Annihilation. Yeah. Ignore that, you, you, everything you, you, before that. Pick yeah, up Annihilation. You did tell me that. Yeah. Right, yeah. I know I said it before. I will say it as many times as I need to because Annihilation is fucking awesome. It came oh, yeah. out the same year as Civil War and was a much better story. Yeah. You ever see Galactus get his ass whooped? Right. <laughs> Thanos <laughs> is the Thaniosis. Nova <laughs> is a fucking badass. You want to know why they want to make a Nova movie so bad? Go read that story and you'll see it. It's actually yeah. like it plants the seeds for the Guardians of the Galaxy because Star-Lord is in there. Uh... <laughs> Lot of Drax is in there. Drax actually trains Nova. Weird. Drax is actually a badass. Drax is a fucking badass in that in that book. That's why I'm. I ain't even gonna say what he does. Right. I'm not even gonna say what he does. But that's why I get pissed when we watch the movie because he's nothing like the comic. You do not fuck with Drax with comic Drax. Yeah. So, but yeah, but that's that's what the real and then start from Annihilation. Just work your way from there. Annihilation, Annihilation, Conquest. Uh, and if you're going to read the the Dan. I'm trying to remember Dan Abnett and Annie Lane. And I'm saying that right. I'm Abnett? fucking it up, Anna. Dan Abnett? Dan Abnett and Andy Laney. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, they call him DNA. They call him DNA. Read the DNA run of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think they also did Nova at the same time, also. Read both of those stories back to back. You got to read both because it's like two halves of the same story. So those are my recommendations if you want to, you know, get into Cosmos. Basically, Annihilation and move from there. Thank me later. Uh, that's all I got. If you got any more books, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Really? Oh, I thought you had like five or six more. Okay. I gotta take a piss. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I got Hulk. Yeah, Hulk was cool. Four to five. <laughs> okay. Cool. Let's keep going. All right. So definitely, if you <laughs> this that was me last week. <laughs> yeah. Hulk was good. Immortal Hulk. It's been awesome. Doc Sampson shows up. That's fucking cool. Okay. Read it. <laughs> cool. Uh, that, that being said, if you if you listen this long, if you like, share, and subscribe. I'm pretty sure Eli next week is Detective Comics 1000. I, I, I checked the I checked the schedule. It's supposed okay. to be next week. Okay. So, what about Shazam? When's Shazam out? Oh, uh, March 5th. I think that's the week after. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought it was so coming we, out. We like, got time. So I see people. I read a spoiler free review of Shazam out now. Like, right, because the, the, the sneak preview <laughs> came out last week. Well, actually, this okay. weekend, which I I didn't see, but I could have saw it if like, I wanted to. Like, but I didn't because I saw us and I didn't want to have too many movies in my head at the time. That's all. Yeah. Well, fucking Cliff already seen it. I'm like, what the hell, man? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the comics kids are loving this. They just this Shazam is the White Knight already. It's a better movie than Captain Marvel. Like, why are you comparing them? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Should we just be assholes and say how he appropriated Egyptian culture? <laughs> oh, we, we got time. We got time. <laughs> I just want. I just want to. I just want to troll. <laughs> Everybody else is doing it. We might as well jump in the bandwagon too. So, uh, like I said, you listen this long. If you like, share, subscribe. We have our sister podcast, Geek Sav. We also have a comic cast. We're gonna do 
a bunch of books also more books than we did but get their opinion on the books that we did also see what they say from there uh we have this geese and comics we have hoodoo tv we have get valiant we have instruments of destruction we have did i say hulu hoodoo 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 you did now okay i said it uh and probably some other ones but i forgot about them uh, like I said, next week, I'm going to give you the schedule. We're going to do the Text Comics 1000. We get to that. We're going to do Shazam. We get to that. I have no idea. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, and yeah, that being said, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. I could fade to eight, but I'm no budget. Still rolling the two dope.
got the same old bucket Foggy window, soggy endo I'm in the land getting smoke with my kid Up in smoke, yuck, I spray your layer down Up in the OAK, the town Homies don't play around, we down there blaze a pound Then ease up, speed up through the ESO Drink the VSOP up with the lemon squeeze up And everybody's roller, I'm the roller That's quick to fold up, blunt out of a bunch of sticky doja Hold up, suck up my weed, it's all you do kicking feet Cause we're IBs, we need to have like the foo-foo Come on.